Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Today, I'm your host, your proud host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Sport.com. And you guys always go to the site. You want to see some great content on the NFL that you will not hear or may not read anywhere else, go to that site. you see some good stuff behind the scenes on the NFL that you guys will not see nowhere else. And also follow me on all of my Twitter handles. I'm on all of my, my social media handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps. On Facebook, LockReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk Facebook page or Locker Talk Podcast. But go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Subscribe today to Locker Talk Podcast. The site is growing. The, the station, the channel is growing. So make sure you guys always stay a part of it. And also, also, on the Bass News Radio Network, .airtime.pro, where you can check this show out at the scheduled times that it's showing. Okay, now, here we go, folks. NFL season is rolling right along. Like, they talked about last week how we want to talk about what happened in week seven of the NFL, get into the week eight preview of what to look out for in regards to the players from the NFL regional combine platform and also dig in a little bit with some more players, you know, to that, that's been evaluated for the 2022 season. So we're going to talk about some of those things today. So as you see, a jam-packed show, a lot of information. So I hope that you guys are ready to digest all this goodness of the NFL that you're about to bring to this day, I mean, the day on this show. So buckle up. Here we go. We're going to get right into it, talk about some things that you guys probably did not know about that happened with the players that came through the NFL regional combine platform in week seven of the NFL. Now, this young man, you know, I've, you've, heard me, you've heard me talk about this young man for a long time with Kenny Moore, the second cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts. And Kenny Moore is having himself – a solid season, quietly having a solid season. Now, we notice the Colts right now are fighting to get to 500. They start off slow, had some heartbreaking losses, especially the one um, in Baltimore when they took on the Ravens when they was up by 19 points, and then all of a sudden found they, the lead sliding, sliding, and then all of a sudden that game got away from them. Um, there was a lot of major breakdowns in that game, you know, a lot of the fingers were on point at, but whether it was the kicking team, which was the kicking game, was uh, was that was not going away. How Blankenship wanted to go, one of the better kickers in the league. He just had a bad night because he had suffered from a bad hip. A whole bunch of components that happened that night, but that was a breakdown. That was that's a game that I really believe that could haunt, could haunt the Indianapolis Colts as they pursue to try to get to the postseason. Now, after that game, they had a bounce back win against the Houston Texans. A good game to get motivated again to find this stride, work out some of their ups and downs, and they made sure they took care of business with that. Right before week seven, when they had to go against another primetime event, on the road, on a soggy, rainy night in San Francisco when they had to face the 49ers. And in this game, the 49ers came right out, out the gate, looking to try to dominate this game, but the coach stayed in it. But what stood out the most with that in the beginning was the playing style of Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore was very aggressive in this matchup, including early on in the first quarter, which I really believe that kind of set the tempo for the Colts' defense for the rest of the night as he upended one of the players on a, on a, on a, um, 
on a, on a screen. No, not a screen. My fault. On a jet sweep, which was really good for Kenny to be able to get in position to make the play and make the stop. And during the course of that game, he made a lot of stops and also deterred the quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, from making certain passes that he wanted to make into the flat, um, um, deep or some outposts. There's a lot of things that Kenny Moore did to front the receivers to, 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 to help towards having what we call in the NFL um, coverage sacks. And so he did his part in that game. In that game, he actually tied the team with tackles with nine in that in that spot. Now, Kenny Moore is sitting pretty solid on as far as the stats wise on this on the team. Right now he's currently number he's currently fifth on the team for tackles at forty five. However, he's actually leading the coach in solo tackles with thirty eight. When you're defensive back, you know, a lot of times you're the last line of defense to keep a team from getting to the end zone and it's very important that you have some secondary, some defensive backs that know how to make good open field tackles. And clearly, Kenny Moore is one of those guys. He's not one of the highest-paid slot corners in the league for nothing. So in week seven, Kenny Moore, the coach, yes, they had a victory. But most importantly, Kenny Moore had himself, had himself a solid game with nine tackles as he lead his team in solo tackles with 38. So that was a great showing right there for Kenny Moore. Now, to my guy, Robert Tunyon, we're going to talk a little bit more about him as well. But Robert Tunyon, on paper, not not bestowing what you consider a solid season, especially after the type of season he had last year when he finished with 11 touchdowns, including the one touchdown that he had in the postseason when he played against the eventual NFL, um, the, the eventual NFL Super Bowl champion, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So that was what he did last year. But coming through this season, you know, starting off on paper, I've been we had to give him a little slow as he – Came in two weeks, seven, with just one touchdown. But he rectified that really quickly. Going up against the Washington football team when he hauled in his second touchdown of the season. And he had a big game. And that touchdown came in the third quarter with 12 minutes and 35 seconds on the clock. The Packers are facing 33 from the Washington 20-yard line. Um, quarterback Aaron Rodgers dropped back in a shotgun formation, checked to his left. But he quickly just tossed the pass, turning towards the right corner part of the end zone, and it was an easy touchdown. The, the ball, like, it dropped down like manna from heaven right into Tunyon's hands, and Tunyon was able to haul in his second touchdown of the season. It was really good to see how the young man got across that goal line once again, getting to back to the place where he's familiar with, especially if you want to date back to his performance from a year ago. Now, with that solid game, also in that game, we have, of course, linebacker for the Washington football team in Cole Holcomb. Cole Holcomb, strong season so far. Yes, we know that the Washington football team's defense is not living up to its standards or the expectations that were set from last year. So we get that. We know all that good stuff. But uh, they turn around, don't seem as though they still, but it's still the NFC East. Anything can happen in that division, especially going into the month of December. So this is the type of play that we expect from the teams that's, that's playing in the NFC East, although the Dallas Cowboys is having themselves a strong, strong season. So they look like right now they could run away from the division. But like I said, this is the NFC East. Anything can happen. But what we do know what's happening right now is, is Cole Holcomb is having himself a good, good season. Last week, in week six, he was able to finish the game with nine tackles, and he led the Washington football team with nine tackles against um, against the Chiefs. This week, I mean last week, going up against the Green Bay Packers, he wound up wrapping up that game with six tackles in that matchup. He he did not get his hands on Robert Tunyon's, <laughs> so so that that's one that's that's one thing to watch out for. He did not get a chance to get his hands. You know, they really didn't get a chance to really lock up as much in that game. But two. NFL reason come by um, pioneers had themselves a good game against their opposing team. So, good game right there for Will for Cole Hawkins in that matchup. And then to the round, everything off, New York Giants and the Carolina Panthers. This game was loaded with NFL regional combine players from the Pan- from the Panthers side of the ball, although they didn't do too much. But Sam Franklin, their linebacker, Brandon Zilstra, and also defensive tackle Bradley Roy, uh, uh, Bradley Roy. Those guys played in that game. 
had a decent game, not one of their best. But when it came down to the Giants, loaded as well with uh, players from the regional. Um, t- um, with Tay Crowler, linebacker, he finished with three tackles in that game. And most importantly, Elijah Penny. A name that don't really hear me talk about too much. Because a lot of times you don't really see a lot of fullbacks getting a lot of shine. But Elijah Penny always, always get those tough yards that the Giants need in certain situations. He came up big, converting three first downs in this game with nine, ten, with nine carries. He was able to carry the ball for 24 yards. Not a lot when you look at it on paper, but the significant, I would say, when it comes down to situational football, that's when you would see Elijah Penny at his best. So kudos to Elijah Penny and the New York Giants getting, getting another win for the season. You listen to Elijah Talk on the Best News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Ball, founder and CEO of Locker-Support.com. Now, moving right along to Seattle, Seattle Seahawks defensive end. Vincent Mayweather, in this matchup, he was able to get two tackles in the matchup, that Sunday night game, where the, where the, where, uh, my fault, where the Seattle Seahawks had to go up against the New Orleans Saints. So that was a good, so that was a, one of those hard-fought games where he was able to get two tackles in that matchup. And Los Angeles Rams linebacker, Jameer Jones, who, without remind you, started this season off with the Pittsburgh Steelers. He was a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers last year on the practice squad, had a decent preseason, came in on the active roster for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he wound up getting released. The Rams picked him up. He has been there. He already had one block punt on the season as a Ram coming into this matchup, after this matchup, after. He actually had one tackle. And then for the Atlanta Falcons, Brandon Coburn, linebacker, he wound up with a stop in that game. So that was a, a real strong matchup from week seven of the NFL with the NFL regional combine players doing their thing out there on the field for that week. Now, going hitting into week eight of the NFL, some things to watch out for, some players to watch out for. I would say that's Pete Pollard ready uh, for some good football going to week eight. Now, the NFL regional combine players looking pretty solid this year across the board, and again. Still homing in on homing on some good solid plays, especially from the veteran players that came through the process. We know the Dallas Cowboys coming off a of bye. We also know the Vikings are coming off a of bye. This game, Sunday night football game, is going to have a good number of regional combine players lined up in this matchup. For the Dallas Cowboys, Greg Zerline, their kicker, starting to get in, in a rhythm. Tyler came out the gate a little shaky, but now he's starting to get himself together. Rocking and rolling for for the uh, for the Cowboys, and now the Cowboys you see them more putting having more confidence, knowing that Greg can get those three points, so in those tough situations to help keep the scoreboard num- number increasing for the Cowboys every time they need it. So he's doing well there. C.J. Godwin, special teams defensive back for the Cowboys, who make great great plays in on the special teams component for the Dallas Cowboys. So make sure you keep your eyes out for number 29 in that matchup. And, of course, of course, when we talk about the Minnesota Vikings, you know exactly where we're leading to. When we talk about this squad here and we talk about the two veterans of the platform that's there, two pioneers, two pro bowlers, I may add, and C.J. Ham, the fullback, and, and Adam Dillon, wide receiver. C.J. Ham, right before they had the bye, he actually had – the longest run of his career against the Panthers when he ran for 30 yards. The longest run of his career had 30 yards in that matchup and finished that game strong, of course, as a blocker, doing everything, being that Swiss Army knife that the Vikings need him to be. And then you bring in the one and only, Adam Dillon. Adam Dillon is pretty much, let to say, the face of the platform. I mean, there's a, there are a lot of solid players that came from the uh, RC, the NFL Regional Combine platform, that's doing extremely well. But Adam Dillon is the big boy. He is the top notch. He is the head honcho of that platform. We know that when it comes down to his team, he's all about himself. I mean, he's all about the team. He's not about himself. Yes, he knows he scores. He knows that he has good stats. But he's all locked in with his team. Four touchdowns on the season thus far, close to 300 receiving yards on par of another 1,000-yard season. And also look on par to have a double-digit touchdown. So 
Most likely he may get that, but that's not what he's all about. We're going to see these two teams clash Sunday night in primetime light, so watch out for these guys. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to wrap up who to watch out for in week eight of the NFL and then talk about some more players to watch out for for the 2022 season as the evaluation process is starting to be revealed from LockerDashport.com. And you guys should hear it first. So all you football junkies out there, trust me, you will not be disappointed. You may know some of these guys. I doubt it who names I'll call out. But given the opportunity, you'll hear their names in the NFL. You listen to Locker Talk on the Best of News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. Okay, folks, you know what it is this Friday, Featured Artist Friday. This is what we do here on the Bachelor News Radio Network, airtime, I mean, dot airtime.pro, where we will feature an artist from 5 o'clock to 5, so solid music musicians out there and singers out there, but I'm really proud to announce that today, all you Neo Soul fans out there, lock in because we got the one and only music soul child from 5 to 5.30. The music is one of the reasons why I listen more to Neo Soul than anything. Brings a lot of soul, a lot of heart. The best thing about with Music Soul Child is that he's a storyteller. We do not have storytellers as artists out there, someone that actually put their heart and soul into their music. From my understanding, he's back in the studio. So if that's the case, I would love to hear something new, something fresh from him. So make sure you guys stay locked in from 5 to 5.30. Music Soul Child will be on. If you have never heard from him, I don't know what rock you've been under, definitely want to check out this young man. Well, he's a little older now. He's not that much younger now, but... If you want to hear one of the, one of the legends during the recent modern year of music, you will not be let down with Music Soul Child. And then also, don't forget, Sundays, the Whispering Sounds from 8 to 12 midnight. That's when all the freaky stuff goes on. Make sure you guys tune in, especially if you love your slow jams. All right? Make sure you guys stay locked in. Bachelor News Radio Network Pro for the featured artists tonight, 5 to 530. Welcome back to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Port.com. And make sure you guys go to all my social handles, check it out on, on Twitter, Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. And make sure you guys subscribe today on YouTube for the Locker Talk podcast on YouTube. We're growing, folks. Make sure you guys stay in line and keep up what's going on in the world of sports with this show, where you actually see the show in its video format with highlights and everything. So make sure you guys stay locked in. Now, back to week eight to watch out for in the NFL from the players from the NFL Regional Combine. You know, we have Kumar Gouche-Hill, the Texans going to be out there. Kenny Moore, we talked about him and all those good things and all those good players he had mentioned, watch out for. But, the hotout week week eight, and I know week eight had already started with the Green Bay Packers and also um, for the Arizona Cardinals. And everyone knows about Robert Sunday, and I know that normally I will always talk about week eight going in for it, but Thursday night game had a major player from the NFL Regional Combine playing, and it is week eight, and we're talking about Robert Sunday. Now, we know that Robert Sunday <clears throat> coming in this year on paper, not reflecting the numbers that he has showed last year this time. And to give you an example, last year, coming into week seven, I mean, coming into, yeah, coming into week seven, Robert Tunyon was targeted 27 times and caught 23 of those attempts for 309 yards and had five touchdowns. Coming into week eight, he was targeted 25 times, caught 15 of those passes for 155 yards and two touchdowns. Now, Robert does more than just catch passes and catch touchdowns. Robert is the ultimate Swiss Army knife. He blocks. He protects. He does a lot of dirty work on that offensive line. But one thing is always consistent. He always stays in the eyesight of Aaron Rodgers. So this young man is with a fantastic tight end, one of those up-and-coming tight ends, almost right there borderline being elite, definitely a solid player. And it shows in week eight. Now, knowing in week eight, <clears throat> when the Packers were down some receivers, Devontae Adams, all-pro all wide receiver, Alan Lazar, wide receiver, both of these players were not able to play because they had to go through COVID-19 protocol. As far as the NFL policy, if a player tests positive 
or been around a person or persons that had the COVID-19, they will not be able to play for that week. So these two guys were unavailable for this game. And so it put Aaron Rodgers, the great Aaron Rodgers, in a situation where he knew he had to spread the ball around, which he had no problem with doing it. He actually had a running record without Devontae Adams. However, he still had Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon, solid, solid tight end. And Robert Tunyon showed out big in that matchup. Three catches. Aaron Rodgers only threw the ball four times, more than 10 yards. Robert Tunyon was a recipient of three of those, three of those receptions. However, midway in the third quarter, Robert Tunyon, after catching a 32-yard pass down the middle of the field, he wound up coming up holding his knee on the backside of his knee. He was able to get up and walk off the field, but they still took him into the back. Right now, it doesn't seem too, too good right now. Matt LaFleur, the head coach, was really sick in his stomach about what happened. Aaron Rodgers was really – you saw the look on Aaron Rodgers' face when Robert Tunyon went down. We just asked him, praying for a speedy recovery. We do not know what the results of his injury is just yet. Hopefully it's not season ending. End of season ending. We hope that he's uh, probably out for a couple of weeks and come back 100%. But we definitely uh, wish um, Robert Tunyon all the best health in the world. He has got to get back on that field. So we're looking out for him. So that's the cap for week eight. It already started already. Already had a reasonable combine player. That showed out. I'm definitely going to talk about more of this on a podcast next week when we're talking about week eight, ready to preview, uh, preview week nine. So that's what to watch out for for the NFL Regional Combine platform. Now, we're going to turn our attention to some players to watch out for for the 2022 season. Yes, players you never heard of, small school talents. These, the, 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 the talent is there, folks. The talent is there. And the thing I love about football, the game itself, it's a, it's a great equal opportunity employer. If you know how to play the game of football, football will accept you. And, but the only thing is you just need these guys to have a little spotlight so that the world of football can be able to see who is out there and who to watch out for. Some really, really good players out there to watch out for. Now, we started off talking about wide receivers and pass catchers last week, and we're going to get right back into it. Tyquell Basson from Carlton State, 6'3", 205 pounds. Now, this young man is a very physical wide receiver. Even on the snap, he's coming off very physical. If you want to, you know, play press man, you want to bump him, he's going to welcome you to that. So he's going to put his hands on you too. And then he's going to fly right by you. This young man is an excellent route runner. Runs very hard. Great speed. He's a solid deep ball threat. Makes great contact. Actually does very well in the middle of the field. He's one of those big receivers that is that will not shy from going across the middle. I like that. He's willing he's willing to also force himself to get to the spot where he needs to get to. Whether if a defensive player will allow him to or give it up, if there's a spot that he needs to get to He's going to get to it, and nothing's going to stop him from doing so. Good feet, good hands, has big play capability, knowing that he can be one of those guys that can be a big playmaker for their team. Also, when they talk about coverage nightmares, he can play very well inside the hash marks and on the outside. And a lot of times you will see him using his physicality to make create space for him. He has good awareness, good vision, but yet at the same time very patient to know how he's going to move, when he's going to move, and where he's going to move. He actually transferred from Anno State, one of the many players that transferred during the COVID time when the NCAA allowed the eligibility for players to be able to transfer and play right away. So he's one of those players that took advantage of it. So definitely watch out for this guy, Mr. Beeson, from um, Carlton State. Reggie Colson III from from Taft, 6'2", 210 pounds. Now, when you talk about footwork, his footwork is exceptional. Oh, my goodness. I would say in college football, especially for the small school, no one has better feet than this young man. His footwork is excellent, especially coming off the snap. Really, 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 really quick. Really, really good. Good hands, 
very concentrated, tracks the ball very well. He can line up on the inside and he'll line up on the outside, no matter where you put him at, whether it's in a slot or we put him on the split or you're on the split out. He's going to be successful no matter what. Great vision and awareness. Settles on the ball very well. Uses his body very well. And he is very, very strong. There's another player. He transferred from Western New Mexico. Took advantage of that with the Taz, and he's having himself a solid, solid senior year for the team to close out his collegiate playing career. Another young man, um, Carlia Muhammad from 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 Carter Line, five nine, one hundred and eighty five pounds, very aggressive, catches the ball at the highest point, very fiery, very intense, has a good planting goal, tremendous tremendous leaping ability, very fluent in his move on his movement. He actually has a little bit of track in his background. Runs really good in space. I mean, he's, my fault. he's really good in space. Solid hand usage. Gets the separation that he's needed. Clearly, good footwork. We know about that. Solid, solid awareness and vision. Good return specimens. He actually has that in his whippet trial, in his, in his tool belt, that he can be a good return man. Good acceleration. Solid anticipation. Very shifty and soft hands. So that's another young man to watch out for in the passing game. Now we're going to jump right into the offensive line. Offensive linemen can be a little difficult to try to evaluate because unlike most other positions, don't have a lot of tape on there. But I'm glad they had this young man named Trevor um, 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 Kevin Penning from Northern Iowa. It's almost, in a lot of ways, this young man probably should not be on this list. Because he is clearly, clearly, uh, what I say, a draftable type of talent. And I'm going to explain to you. This young man is very, very, oh my goodness, very aggressive. He is, I would say, on offensive line, a bully. <laughs> it's, it's the way how he plays this, um, the position for offensive linemen, to see how fast he gets. Um, to the second level. The way how he gets and punishes whoever is in front of him, no matter how big or how small, this young man is going to bring the fire. I mean, he, the way how he plays is almost like an insult to defense is the way how he moves these guys. Let me tell you, very athletic, very he's filthy. He's, he has no mercy in this game. High energy. Always, always in attack mode. Very aggressive. Very quick. Can get to the next level. Will punish any defender. And don't be a defensive back trying to stop him. He's going to make you look really, really bad. Solid, solid pull technique. Leaves very well. Solid pass blocker. Overpowering. Tremendous strength and balance. And he is a, what I call a pancake specialist. Definitely watch out for uh, Trevor um, Pingley from Northern Iowa. Most likely this young man is going to get drafted. He's that good. Dante Keyes from Florida International, five, I mean six, five, 310 pounds. Tremendous, tremendous um, passion, tremendous pressure in the line. Great footwork, very fluent in his movement. Very good in dropping back into coverage. Does a really good job in recovering. Strong, agile, very powerful. Solid technique can play any guard position on the line, great hand usage, good leverage, good plant and stick, and also clearly a next-level talent. So that's a breakdown of players to watch out for next uh, for next year. Next week we'll get into some quarterbacks to watch out for. Then we're going to shift over to the defense side of the ball. Thank you guys for tuning in to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow. Today I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of LockerDashboard.com. And make sure you guys follow me on all my social handles on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, LockerReport100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. But go to YouTube, subscribe today on the Locker Talk podcast 
where you guys can see this show in its video format. And make sure you guys always stay locked in to BachelorNewsRadioNetwork.airtime.pro where you'll check out this show at your leisure on at the scheduled times. Now, Miss Yanni Knotts, here she comes, the Dose of Dimes show. Yanni is doing a great, uh, killer job talking about some great stuff on the show. One of the, one of the things I like about on her show that gets talked about, I saw it on Facebook. I mean, when she talked about, um, I, I'm trying to remember exactly what it was, but it really was talking about, was talking about red flags. Things that we think that are red flags are not really red flags. She really breaks that down. Yanni Knotts, Dose of Dimes, make sure you stay locked in. This woman, she knows what talking about. Have a great show, Yanni. Everyone stay blessed. Talk to you guys soon. Let's go. Let's get it. It's Yanni, your DJ and dance junkie with today's dose of the dime. I got to tell you guys, it has been a crazy week, I think. Because in Oklahoma, the temperature is changing, so a lot of people are acting a little bit. So it's time to shift and get into this space where we start to reflect over our year. It is coming towards the end of the year. We are almost entering our lives 30, 45 days of the year. So it's a good time to stop shift or joining me on the Bachelor News Radio Network. You guys could be anywhere else, but just tuning in to me. And I so appreciate to see all of your wonderful faces. And definitely, if you want to hit us up, if you want to ask questions, if you want to, you know, get into the mix with us, it is 646-929-0130. Also, you can hit us up on www.thedjdom.com. Or you can join my Facebook group. It's an actual open group, um, and they tend to watch me live while I do my radio show. And that is a Dose of the Dime radio show, and it is on Facebook. It's public, and, of course, as long as you're respectful, you can stay and hang out with us. Listen, okay, so I do want to say, give a shout-out to Barry Barnes. He's so cool. Okay, so listen, <laughs> I don't know if he was uh, understanding that the name of this show is going to be about red flags, not throwing red flags on the plate. However, men and women do throw red flags on the plate, and that is the thing that we want to talk about. So on this play, when I talk about play, I'm talking about relationships, guys. So we kind of talked about last week. Red flags in general, we talked about, you know, uh, the red flags, of course, again, for if you're just joining me for this conversation, red flags are just warning signs. It doesn't necessarily mean yet cut them unless it's one of these things we're going to talk about today. Because today or you need to cut them or you need to start having serious conversations and getting help. So let's review some of the things that we talked about. Definitely we talked about drama. And I, I did go back, I think, last week and kind of uh, qualified what I meant by drama. So what I mean by that is that we talked about drama and we talked about um, definitely um, looking out for people who are always in it. But if people are always bringing them, like if it's a baby mama, baby daddy type of situation where they're always being harassed or pushed into baby drama, that is not necessarily their fault, okay? So definitely you want to check out how much, drama are they in, and how they react to it, because all of these things are something that you want to pay attention to, okay? We also talked about matching and goals. Um, is it that you want marriage? Because if the partner that you choose is not wanting marriage, that's something that you want to be in, that you want to be aware of, because you can't change anybody but a toddler. You cannot change anyone. If somebody is dead, it tells, it tells you who they are, you cannot change them. Now, if they say they don't want marriage, this is what they, what it is, okay? Also, titles. Titles are a big deal. If you ask them, if you, first of all, I'll be honest with you, I'm one of those people, if I have to ask, I'm single. If I have to ask you, I'm single. Um, but titles are, if you want a title, do not play along with somebody who is not ready to give you a title. They will drag you along for years hoping that you'll get a, tie, a title, and then you may not get it. They may break up with you and marry the next person. So these are things that you want to kind of cater to yourself. Be okay with yourself enough to love loving yourself enough to know, hey, this is probably not going to end up the way that I want it to, okay? 
for sure. So let's move on. We talked about meeting each other halfway, whether you're an extrovert and they're an introvert or vice versa, because I'm very much so an extrovert. Um, so it is nothing for me to see somebody that I find interesting and talk to. Hey, what's up? I love your hair. How do you? And this will drive an, an, an introverted person crazy. <laughs> Since meeting people halfway, if you're a person that likes to go out a lot and they don't, that's something that you want to try and meet them halfway. So um, we talked about matching life goals. If it's somebody that is okay in set with just being a teacher's assistant for the rest of their life and you have goals, you're doing, you know, maybe you're in school or maybe you're hustling trying to get a business together, if your um, life paths are not matched, that's something that you want to be aware of too because, I mean, that could become a clash later on. I personally am busy a lot, so having someone that is also busy is helpful because they have their own goals and mindsets ahead of them. They're not always asking me, what do you do? I'm hustling, I'm working, I'm doing something, almost always, okay? So that's something, I mean, that will absolutely become a a marker of resentment later. So not necessarily a red flag as far as, oh, they're a bad person, but definitely a red flag if this relationship may not work, okay? And definitely we talked briefly about values. Like, does your, do, do you guys have the same values as far as money is concerned? Do you have the same values as far as time is concerned? Like, my time, my time is my money. We already said this. I'm, I'm very, very busy. Um, so if I give you my time, I really, really like you. But definitely how you handle money. Like, if you have a 401K and they don't even have a checking account, there's going to be some problems later on in their relationship. Definitely. Uh, talked about children. Children is something that you want. Because if they're not ready or they don't want children, and you do, you want you might want to have that conversation because that's going to be a real stressor if, if an accident happens. And accidents do happen. I don't care what anybody says. You can definitely try to plan and be as, as responsible as you want to, but sometimes accidents just happen. And if you guys have not had that conversation, that could be really stressful. That could be really ugly, Okay. And definitely, what are your views on abortion? I am absolutely pro-life, but for myself, I'm sorry, I'm, pro, I'm pro-choice. I made that backwards. I'm pro-choice. I am all for everybody else's right to choose to do whatever it is that they want to do with their body. However, for myself and my, my own, I'm pro-life. If things happen, things happen, and we're going to make that, you know, we're going to make the best of it. So that's definitely something that you want to have a conversation about with people because everybody, everywhere, is different. I get on to people a lot on posts when they start generalizing, like, oh, all women are, you know, money-seeking. No, not all women. A lot of women got their own bags, okay? Um, All men are dogs. No, not all men. I know a lot of good husbands, good fathers, good men. It's not all. We tend to generalize, and that's not fair because not everybody is the same. We all have differences, and that's, that's the one thing that I want to make sure that we get across. Um, <clears throat> not everybody is the same, and not even all red flags are the same. But communication is something that we need to talk about, okay? Um, if the person that you are dealing with, and you have asked them, of course, because I'm a big proponent of this. You've heard this on my show a couple of times. If you have asked them, what did you learn from your last relationship and everything that they say is against the other person, that is something that you want to be very clear that they are not taking any accountability for their actions in the relationship. And that is a huge red flag. You, Even you, you should sit down and think about your last relationship. There are obviously things that the other person did wrong because you would still be with them otherwise. But what did you do? What could you have done differently? I was a big baby. I'm, I'm a brat, 100% to my heart. I'm a brat, okay? I had to come to that realization and be honest with myself that sometimes when I don't get my way, I pout or I'll shut down or I'm feisty about it. So definitely these are things that you want to know about yourself and know about the other person, Okay. And that did not fit well in our relationship. It just didn't. So one of that was one of the reasons that um, my relationship fell apart. There were other reasons, obviously, of course, but that is one of the biggest things. And I always want you guys to be safe. 
Now, uh, <laughs> when I am starting to date someone, I will absolutely get their name and run them on um, in, in Oklahoma. It's the OSCN dot, uh, network where you can see open cases for arrest warrants or closed cases um, for the person. Now, a lot of people get mad at me because they think there's lightweight stalking. I, 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 have, um, I, I have to protect myself, and it's important that you protect yourself. It is okay to do your research on someone if you have a general concern. And especially if you're getting ready to entangle your life with somebody, check them out. If they didn't tell you about it, ask them about it. I mean, it's not necessarily a, a, a shut it down if there's something wrong, but definitely it is. Um, make sure that you have a conversation about what you find and why it is they did not feel safe enough telling you about it, okay? And do a Facebook check. I know. Here's the thing. I know a lot of people say, oh, I don't have Facebook. And then I've, I've actually found people who said they didn't have Facebook to have a Facebook page. Do a Facebook check. Look on there. You can find out a lot of things that people don't tell you on their Facebook. And I know um, I'm encouraging you to kind of do a little snooping, but if your heart is worth it to you, if this person is, is, is a good person to me, and I know I'm going to catch a lot of flack for that, but that's okay. To generally check out somebody before you guys get invested to me is okay. So once you're in a relationship, snatching phones and uh, looking at text conversations, if you have to do that, you are probably not in the right relationship. So that, to me, might be a thing. So that's, there's a difference between the two, okay? So now listen, um, for me, I require a lot of attention. And if somebody is absolutely too busy, it takes like three seconds to send, you know, a text. And if you don't get a text from somebody within 24 hours, they are not thinking about you, and you need to move it along, okay? Um, neglect is one of the big things that actually um, ruins relationship and ends relationships. If people do not meet you in a, in a compassionate and, and passionate manner at least once or every once a day, that's going to be a problem. Because here's the thing, those of us who do have neglect issues, those of us who do have abandonment issues, it drives us absolutely crazy. <laughs> if you were, yeah, if I don't hear from you, if we're in the talking phase and I don't hear from you within 24 hours, we're probably done. And you probably won't hear from me again. I'll be nice. Hey, how you doing? When you decide to text again, but I'm probably done. Because, again, it takes three seconds to say, hey, what's thinking about you texting on you? How was your day? Those of us with abandonment issues, we need that. Those people with anxiety, that's definitely a thing. If you if you are dating someone and you know that they have anxiety, please send that text out. Because overthinking will allow them to create scenarios in their head that don't may not even exist. So you want to be clear and 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 about those things. And if you have anxiety and somebody is tra trailing you along with one or two texts or, or lacking texts and lacking checking on you, then that might be something because you don't have to put up with that. If you're not the priority, something else is. And I need you to understand that you are not a burden. You are a priority. And you should be a priority for someone who is seeking to be with you. That part is real. Hunting across the board, I hope you internalize that stuff. So October is actually Domestic Violence Month. And so I did a show yesterday with um, uh, the L.A. The Bachelor, and it was a good conversation. And so we have not addressed the uh, uh, red flag for abuse. Now, these can go anywhere from the beginning of the relationship to the middle, because I will tell you that I was in within my relationship for at least seven years before it became violent. And it wasn't something that I was aware of, okay? Physical abuse, obviously, is, is, is a no-brainer. If that is happening within, you know, or you see uh, symptoms of that within the first couple of um, interactions with your, the guy that you're speaking, then, yeah, it's a no-brainer. Do not shut it down. It's got, you cannot because it is almost as, it, it's kind of like, Setting yourself up to be abused. You, you cannot change them. They have to be willing to change themselves. And it is something that I'm 100% a proponent of. I am actually a survivor. 
So this is something that um, is near and dear to my heart. I will always speak out for those people who are being um, victimized, okay? So um, there is a fallacy within the community that thinks that um, physical abuse is just, is, is the only thing that's in domestic violence. That's not true. Mental abuse, emotional abuse, verbal abuse, financial abuse. That's the thing. These things are absolutely a, a problem within some of our communities, okay? Um, do we see these memes about, oh, my God, it's tax time? And, uh, yeah, that's funny up until it happens to you. So these things, I mean, even psychological abuse and, and, and stalking. No, not the stalking like you checking somebody out. But stalking is in they didn't even tell you where they worked in and you, you didn't even tell them where you worked in and they show up. That's the problem, okay? That these are things that you want to definitely be on the lookout for because it might be a potential problem. So before we get really, really into this conversation, let's talk about um, our, my host, the Bachelor News Radio Network, and let's pay the man. I do want to let you know that they have Feature Album Friday, and today is artist is Music Soul Child. Listen, he's been to our, our city at least twice. And um, his stuff is, is so mellow, so smooth. It is absolutely, I mean, all of it is just, really cool. I used to, at work and when I used to work for Soul Touch Care, I would put it just on Music Soul Child and they would play through his playlist and it would be easy to watch too. Uh, it, uh, yeah, I can't say enough about Music Soul Child. It's so mellow, so cool. The Neo Soul thing is definitely my thing. Um, so if you are interested in checking that out, it's going to be 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 6 p.m. Central um, the, at the Pro Again, the Bachelor News Pro Bachelor is spelled B A C C A E L O R. So the Bachelor News Pro. And also there's Whisper Softly, and it's something that I kind of every night, um, actually Sunday through Friday they don't play it on Saturday, but Sunday through Friday, um, I will put it on in my house and we'll just kind of vibe to it um, as we're wrapping the house up. And what it is, is kind of like the version of the quiet storm. Oh, stuff, the good stuff. Listen. And if you want to check that out, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Again, thebachelornews.airtime.pro. And I hope you guys check that out because it's, it's a good time. If nothing else, it's Mellow Vibes. So, and I love Mellow Vibes. Listen. But I do want to bring attention to the fact that it is almost Halloween. And this is my spooky season. I am a spooky chick. Listen. Okay. So, I hope you guys stay safe out there this weekend. Um, the new, do something fun. And, and I'm wishing you guys all to be safe and responsible as you're moving throughout your, you know, day. Because, of course, uh, we just we just get wrapped up a full moon. And, you know, things are just still kind of jittery. We also wrapped up Mercury in retrograde. So, eh, it's just a little bit jittery. So, let's allow um, some of these things to kind of be mellow, be easy. If you see that you can avoid an argument, do so, okay? So let's talk about some of the warning signs that somebody might be, might be, and again, might be an abuser, okay? And I don't, again, don't just mean physical abuse. I mean mental, emotional, which, again, I've said before, mental and emotional abuse are actually worse to me than physical abuse. Physical abuse has emotional strings with it because, of course, you don't expect the person that you love to be, um, uh, to hurt you. But mental abuse and verbal abuse and emotional abuse, the wounds that last almost throughout your life. And unfortunately, there can be triggers that will send you right back into a, a state of panic. So wounds heal, scratches, cuts, bruises, they do heal. But emotional scars stay forever. And sometimes you have to be aware of that. If you have been a victim or are a survivor of domestic violence, please make sure you understand that there are triggers that can send you right back into your panic state. So please be gracious with yourself when you're dealing with people um, because not everybody is your abuser. Not everybody is. There are people who care for you, and sometimes we can get into an angered state, and it feels just like what that abuse really means that it is, Okay. So that whole statement that I am not your ex, that's a range truth. But let's talk about some of the warning signs that um, 
we have when it comes to uh, abusive relationships. One of the number one is extreme jealousy. If you're within your relationship and somebody's extremely jealous, like you can't talk to your work friends, that's a problem. You want to kind of check that out. Possessiveness over you. They start isolating it. They start making sure that, you know, where you go, they know where you go. And if you're there, they don't want you to go anywhere without them. Possessiveness. You are a thing to them. You're not a person because you don't know what sets them off. So you're walking on eggshells. And that definitely is, is a huge warning sign. Some other warning signs is that they're bad-mouthing other people, and, and they do what I call the nasty, nice, the nasty nice comments. Like, okay, so for instance, I got one for you. Um, so say you wear red, and your mate says, oh, my mom says only boys wear red. But you look nice. That's a nasty, nice comment. That's a slick, underhanded way to tell you that you look like a whore. And it's not. That, those types of comments are not okay. So when you do that, when you experience that, you want to make sure you just take a mental note that this might be something that you may have a problem with later on in life. If they try to isolate you, keep you to themselves, that's a red flag as well. If they, you can't go anywhere without them, that's the problem. If they can't be by themselves, they have to have you with them, that's the problem too, okay? Those mood swings, the lashing out and gaslighting you, those are obviously definite gaslight, uh, definite warning signs that you want to be careful with who it is that you're dealing with. Okay, so if you're dealing with somebody who has, okay, so this is strictly for women. Um, if you are dealing with somebody who has gender roles, the antiquated gender roles, like women, you know, or or actually men, this could be for men too. If you have those antiquated gender roles like of what is expected of women or what is expected of men in a relationship. This could be a problem later on, especially if you, you're, again, if you're not aligned with those same goals. If a man expects you to always be in the kitchen that's, <laughs> and you don't like to cook, that's going to be a problem later on, love, okay? Um, Force sex just because you're dating them does not mean that you are a blood, oblique, um, you, they can take sex whenever they want it to. It does not mean the same thing. For sex, if your partner, you know, um, or if they withhold sex as a weapon, mm, that could be a warning sign as well, okay? Sabotage of your birth control. Ooh, God, this is getting into some deep stuff, okay? And controlling all of the finances, this is what really gets a lot of people. Um, we talked about the LGBTQ plus community, um, and we also talked about women um, because, unfortunately, and guys, I'm sorry about this, but um, if someone is controlling all of the purse strings, it is harder for someone to get out of a um, relationship. Do not allow someone to take total control of your finances, not your mate. And I do understand trust, but you need to have some control over yourself because this is how they keep you. You have no access to your own money. That's a problem. It's going to be a problem if you try to leave, okay? Definitely these scars, the scars from emotional abuse, they last longer. The scars from financial abuse last longer. The scars from verbal abuse last longer, okay? And what I mean by that is it takes years to get you to help to a space where you're back to loving yourself. So somebody, he really posed the question, is there a difference between having an argument where somebody explodes and they say some really ugly stuff and somebody who is verbally abusive to you? Is somebody yelling at you verbal abuse? Yes. Does that make them a verbal abuser? No. What I mean by that is if there is a person who always tells you you're not worth it, you know, you're, you should be glad I love you. You're lucky to be with me. No one else will ever want you like this. That's emotional and verbal abuse because they're setting you up to stay. And they're setting you up to feel like no one else will want you and you have nowhere else to go. And this is, this is one of those things that I want to make sure that we are clear on. Definitely you have worth. Do not believe what everybody else tells you, okay? 
if they use your words against you, that is definitely definitely a sign that you need to get out, okay? They're dismissive of your feelings all the time. And I don't mean every uh, a little bit of time. I mean all the time. And that's something that you want to get out of, okay? Trust your intuition, okay? Some people may say, and I and I, I know I just said this, but I want you to be clear. If your intuition is telling you that this is not a good space to be in, trust it. And if they use the line, hey, don't punish me for somebody else's fault, then you want to sit back and reflect. I always say if you're in a relationship and you're not sure that you should be there, write out a list, write out the pros and cons. This is what makes me happy about this person. This is what does not make me happy about this person. And weigh them, okay? Um, If somebody, they make you happy every time you walk in, but they call you a name when you leave, that's, you have to balance those. Write your list. See what list is longer. If definitely, if, okay, well, um, they take care of me, but I feel worthless. One of them is bigger than the other. Feeling worthless, feeling helpless, those are definitely warning signs that you need to get out, okay? So definitely I I don't want to, this is such a dark show. Oh, I hate it, but I do want to make sure that we address some of these things and make sure that you guys are at least on par with what's going on. Love should not exist in fear, okay? Love should not exist in fear. Um, And I want to make sure that you understand that we are, the reason why we have these relationships is to learn from them. Somebody is either going to be a lesson to you or they're going to be a blessing to you, okay? So obviously the lesson comes at a price. They hurt your wallet. They hurt your backside. They hurt your emotions. They hurt your fear. Some of them hurt you, okay? Learn the lesson that you need to learn from that relationship and move on. That is the reality. That is the realness of it, okay? So that you can choose better in the next relationship. And I go back to say that you do need to take time to assess what is the to be learned because if you do not learn the lesson, you're going to pick the same person with a different face. You're going to pick the same relationship with a different person. And that's not what you want. You want to grow forward and move forward. You want to find your soulmate. You cannot find it being stuck in your wounds. You've got to start healing. You've got to start getting yourself together. So a number one thing that I always tell people to do is make sure that you set your boundaries. And if somebody gets mad because of the boundaries that you have set, like if you say, I at this time, I need you not to call because I'm doing my radio show. <laughs> and they call anyway because they can. That is they're violating your boundaries. And you have to reset them, sometimes lovingly, because, you know, not all people mean to be that way. But definitely keep your boundaries tight. Make sure that you set them. Make sure that you – because your boundaries are what keep you as a person intact, okay? Um and people who do not respect them usually or who refuse to respect them, okay? You are worthy of love, and you are worthy of a real love. And I'm saying this to everybody. I always feel like there is a person for everybody out there. You do not necessarily have to stay in a relationship that makes you feel less than. You do not have to stay in a relationship that makes you feel like you are nothing. And you do not have to stay in a relationship where you feel like you are the burden. You are not a burden, okay? Now, I do say to be gracious. Absolutely be gracious to the people that love you, but you are not a burden. So I do want to end this show with a – I'm going to give you three affirmations that can actually just be said as one. Um, my past does not determine my future. My past does not determine my future. I deserve real happiness, real happiness, and I deserve real love. Again, I deserve real love. So my past does not determine my future. I deserve to be happy, and I deserve real love. So that's my time, guys. Again, this is a really dark show, and I'm so sorry, but I did not want to let this month pass without addressing domestic violence. I am a survivor, so if you ever have a situation that you feel like you're in um, and you need to get help, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 
800-787-7233, or you can do 1-800-787-3224. I'm sending you love, guys. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope to wish you a wonderful week right here on the Bachelors Radio Network. Sometimes we fall in Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.